refill your eggnog for you, get you something to eat, drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Just glad to be here. Yeah. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! You ever seen a grown man naked? So what I'm gonna do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe! Ho, 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 world. Hi there, world. <laughs> it's our uh, Christmas special episode. Uh, we're a little early, but it's because of what we're reviewing this week. There you go. But we have a special gift for us, me and you. I know. It's like we us. have a special guest today, and I am very excited. It's uh, Kevin Carr from Bad Guys of the Movies. Kevin Carr, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Apparently, I'm a special gift, not just a guy. That's, I don't know what I, th- what I think about that. Are you going to unwrap me? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm going to try to by the end of this to unwrap you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Quit unwrapping me with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the gift to the world. It's true. Kevin Carr is a gift to the world. That's what my mom said once. <laughs> <laughs> once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't say it now. She's embarrassed of me. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we have you Skyping in from Ohio. Is that true? Yeah, Columbus, Ohio, uh, home of the Buckeyes, who I don't really care about, but <laughs> that's what most people know it as. I mean, it's the Buckeyes, and it's like where Family Ties was set. Well, that's that's where I would be. Yeah, about. Call. Family Ties. <laughs> that's awesome. Little Alex P. Keaton. Yes. <laughs> he wants to be president. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're just going to jump right into news, because, you know, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, the first thing here is Kate Blanchett. She, apparently, she's going to be going back to the Shire. What do you think about that? Good. Really? Yeah. Do either of you like Lord of the Rings? Uh yeah I'm, I mean I'm I'm a I'm very much a big fan of the films I I feel like you know that they are um, definitely one of those kind of it's one of those trilogies that works with a I mean a huge cast and yeah. it's really they're huge really cast. Able to, a huge cast I mean <laughs> having each each one of those big actors in in those films are you know you get a lot of a uh, storyline between yeah. all of the main characters there Kevin do you like Lord of the Rings and excited for the Hobbit at all. Well, you know, I, I've kind of a love-hate relationship with Lord of the Rings because, I mean, I, I respect the hell out of what they do, and and they're and they're good movies, um, but they they do kind of they're they're long, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. Like they come up with like the four-hour version of which was the release of of Return of the King, and then people are like, no, we want more. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Let's have the director's cut. It's like eighteen hours long. Yeah, it's like and, the weekend and, cut. And, you know, and then the first movie, they're like, oh, you know, it didn't end, and, and everyone's like, oh, it just kind of, you know, went to the next movie, and I'm like, no, they made up for the last one. They had like five endings, so, <laughs> um, but I mean, I appreciate them. They're neat effects films, that, you know, and and I I love the fact that that they were done right for the fans, and and that's what I think's great. Um, I've never read Tolkien, yeah, so no, I, 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 I I'm not in that camp, but uh, you know, I respect them. I went and saw all three of them in the theater when the third one came out in one day, one marathon sitting. Jesus. I've never oh been more God. tired in my life. How many times did you go to the bathroom during that movie? <laughs> I think only twice. 
Yeah, we got. I, I, I noticed you and I both have like big bladders. We yeah, when it comes it. to going to movies, I can hold for a long time. <laughs> uh, but it's weird because it was at like uh, a national amusement, so they don't have free refills or anything. And I was furious. What? Yeah, I was so mad that we couldn't get free refills for that. I was like, for like an eight-hour like venture. Through eight the- hours. It was like twelve hours. It was so long. You know, I noticed that Regal theaters do that too. Like, I, I some some of the theaters only give you like one refill. I remember yeah. like they used to get unlimited, but yeah. I think they're cutting down on And the there was one. someone sitting in front of me who had a big Gandalf hat on, and I was like, you have to take that off right now. <laughs> Gandalf hat? Yeah. Did you just... hit him with one of your, your Shire sticks or something? <laughs> That'd be awesome if I brought a Shire stick. I'm going to do that next time when the Hobbit comes out. Shire beating staff? He went bare feet, with put hair on his feet, and he's like, I'm a Hobbit. <laughs> You're a damn big Hobbit, man. <laughs> oh, goodness. You're like, you're like Will Ferrell as Elf in The Hobbit. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They should they should just throw that in in the background, see if yeah. anyone notices. <laughs> um, Am I the right film? <laughs> uh, Kevin, did you like Master and Commander the first one? It was okay. I mean, I, I it was. I don't know. It's one of those things. I kind of want to see it again, um, but I don't know if I want to see it again. I mean, it was it was neat, and it, it's funny as I just watched. Um, uh, well, I just watched 2012 <laughs> or t- tw- 2010 Moby Dick, but that's not exactly <laughs> why. But I, um, I, I've, I've recently watched a bunch of these seafaring movies. Like, I just watched Mutiny on the Bounty. The the Warner Brothers released the first one, like from 1935, Was with it Charles Lawton. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and so and then I went and watched Bounty. The Bounty with Mel Gibson, which is loaded with boobs, by the way. Um, <laughs> not just Mel Gibson, <laughs> but. Uh, and so I kind of I was after seeing him I'm kind of like now I don't want to see Master and Commander again cuz I saw it when I when it came out it looked good it was fun. Yeah. You know? Because I don't know if there's like a huge clamoring for a second one but like all of a sudden the other day I even noticed it too cuz I follow Russell Crowe I don't know why on Twitter <laughs> but I follow him and he said that all of a sudden just one day like in the morning he was like if you really want a sequel to Master and Commander write the Fox like yeah, I, I was too. like what is that all about? <laughs> you know what you should do you should like throw a phone at him that says Master <laughs> and Commander. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if the world is really clamoring for one or why that would all of a sudden just come up now. Yeah, you know what I saw that I saw that story and I'm like, he's like the only one. Yeah, he's like a really sort of boomer. He was just hoping people would tweet him about it. <laughs> he's gonna like leave Twitter and 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 demand people to to you know. He'll have, have one of those. Uh, that way. Yeah, he'll do one of those. Yeah, like they just did with the Kim Kardashian is dead. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, the bunch of uh, like Twitter celebrities like wouldn't tweet or go on Facebook or whatever till they raised a million dollars or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, and, the, so yeah. Absurd. and it was like it was like some some pharmaceutical guy, some pharmaceutical billionaire gave like five hundred thousand dollars just to get over that. I guess apparently he was dying to hear what Khloe Kardashian had to say about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Something. The, yeah, the posters were so weird. Like one of them I saw was Kim Kardashian laying in like a coffin and it said Kim Kardashian is dead. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> was it Kim Kardashian? Did all the Kardashians do it? I think so. And I think they're morons. Justin Jeez. Timberlake did it, too. Yeah, so well, and it was like uh, Alicia Keys was the one that I that I remember seeing, and I, I'm cool with Alicia Keys. I mean, she's cool. I'm cool with but, Justin. But I don't even like the Social Network, but I really liked him in the Social Network. Who? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, I like Justin. T- I think Justin Timberlake's one of the most underrated actors in America. That a boy. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm going. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I, I agree. I think he's fantastic in everything he's been in. When they when they, he was on the running for Green Lantern, I was like, and, and Ryan Reynolds got it. Nothing against Ryan Reynolds because you know, I like him too. Yeah, but. I I, re- I was like really wishing uh, uh, Justin Timberlake would get it because I think the guy can act. I think the guy can act the hell out of things. Yeah, it would definitely be different to see him. I remember I wasn't so against it like everyone else was. Like most people when they heard Justin Timberlake, they were like, that'll be the worst thing ever. And I'm like, why? 
He's not bad. Yeah. He's a yeah. good actor. Everyone always associates him with music and how he's ruined the music industry, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah. That's why I'm glad he's getting so much props for uh, Social Network. Because yeah. he really was yeah. good in it. Yeah. Well, but even the stuff like, like Black Snake Moan, he was fantastic in that. I never yeah. saw that movie. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's my really God. Good you have it, yeah. to see it. Is it good? I thought no, it was just. Yeah, uh, it's so Christina like. Ricci, out there. like half naked. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. It was just that. <laughs> just her naked throughout the whole thing. It's a good movie, though. It really, really is. All right, cool. I'll check that out then. Um, the third piece of news I have here is just weird to me because uh, I guess John Favreau was doing a bunch of interviews for Cowboys vs. Aliens. And he said that Iron Man 3 is going to be more of a sequel to the other movies, like Thor, Captain America, and the Avengers, than it is going to be a sequel to Iron Man. I don't understand like why they would want to plan to do that. Taking that direction. Yeah, because I just don't, I, don't, I just don't understand, like, people were mad enough that Iron Man 2 was pretty much just a prequel to the Avengers. I don't know why they, would, they just want to make that a sequel to all the other movies and kind of, like, stray away it seems from like, that. Yeah, it seems like they would want to bring it in more linear direction. Yeah. Kevin. I think they'd want to make it a sequel to Master and Commander. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, Russell Crowe Crow would be all over direction. <laughs> and it'd be great if Russell Crowe wasn't allowed, uh, wasn't asked to come on. The movie. You know what Because Russell Crowe, here's the, the reality: is it Master and Commander, whatever the character's name is, uh, the the character is fat. I mean, if you read the books, the character's a fat dude. <laughs> and so, like, Russell Crowe gained weight for that movie. I think he just wants to gain weight again. That was him gaining weight? <laughs> he didn't even look fat. I know. Get me in there. Yeah, I, I, am. I mean, he's like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the girl like, from Precious. Like, <laughs> he's like, I want amazing. movie fat. I don't want Jared Leto fat. It'd be if the girl from Precious was in there. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the most ballsy casting of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the girl from Precious as Russell Crowe as. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Um, all right, just two more little news articles before we go into the polls here. Um, like la- this is just the power of the internet that I don't understand. Like last week, everyone was going crazy. They were so excited that Hans Zimmer was going to score Superman, and like uh-huh. there were even quotes from Hans Zimmer saying like we're not going to use the John Williams score. We're going to go in a whole new direction. And now today, John- uh, Hans Zimmer is like, I didn't say that. I'm not scoring <laughs> really? Superman. I've never even talked to Zack Snyder. Oh, I- like it's I just don't understand where that came from. All this hoopla about Hans Zimmer scoring it. But now you it's- say like even himself was saying yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it, like he was quoted in the article that I read last week. Maybe today. he's dead and he's off of Twitter trying to raise money or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Somebody just <laughs> puppeteering all his actions. Well, it's because everyone's going gaga over his score for Inception, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's but, an awesome score. You know, I mean, who who scored who scored like the other movies that Snyder did, like Three Hundred and, and Watchmen? It was, um, was it was like Tyler Zimmer? Bates, I think. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't right? be surprised if he goes with yeah. the guy he goes with. Yeah, it, I mean. I know a lot of people are saying because, you know, he did The Dark Knight and whatnot, but I don't know. I don't know why that would make it <laughs> that he's doing Superman. Yeah. See, I, I'm okay with them not using the, the, the score because my biggest beef, one of, well, one of my big, there's a lot that I have problems with, with Superman Returns, but one of my biggest problems was is they're like, we're going to make it consistent except for these things. And I'm like, well, either make it consistent yeah. or don't. Yeah, it don't. was weird that it was more of a sequel to, like, the Donner cut of the second one. Than it yeah. was to the third and fourth one. They were just like the the third and fourth existed. one didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even then, it just well, the third and fourth one was shit, anyways. But uh, <laughs> they were just like you they're know, so I mean, fun it, though. They, they said, well, we're gonna make it like it, consistent in this and this, but we're gonna make you know Lois Lane like twenty two years old. Yeah, she was and, so young. Uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna change that. And I'm like, well, wait, this this isn't exactly consistent. So I'm fine. Just scrap everything that's already been done and and, and boot it up again. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see it. Like, in, especially with Zack Snyder, a more action take on it, which uh. has never really happened in the movies, except for the fourth one when he fights Nuclear Man, 
but we all see how that turned out. <laughs> well, of course, the fourth one has that wonderful Mrs. Doubtfire scene where he's going back and forth trying to have a date with Lois Lane and, and <laughs> Meryl Hemingway at the same <laughs> time as Superman and Clark Kent. I used to be terrified of that movie when uh, Nuclear Man or whatever like, cut I him. I still am terrified. <laughs> <laughs> when he like scratched him with his huge claws, and then he started getting, Clark started getting really sick and his hair turned white and stuff. That movie used to terrify me when I was a kid. <laughs> Both you know of them way too much me. about Superman for the quest for peace. Listen, I watch it every night before I go to bed. <laughs> and touch There's yourself. a clamor for I it. Touch myself. That's exactly yeah. what I do. You're right. Um, and then the last little thing here is uh, DreamWorks is getting very uh, ambitious with their slates here because they're saying there's gonna they want to do six Kung Fu Pandas and three How to Train Your Dragons. And it's, wow. It's just a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to jump the gun or anything, but I'm just going to say this. We'll call uh, 18 Kung Fu Panda movies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I just I don't know why. <laughs> it's like when you get these 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 studios and they're like we're going to we're going to renew Glee for 8 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did that with the Cleveland show. The Cleveland show before the first even, e- season even finished airing, they were like we already renewed it for seasons 2 and 3. Like what? Wow. That show's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they do that. They do that a lot. They did that with Glee. They did that um a, they do that. I, mean, I don't know. That's that's a little bit. You know why? I think they're doing it so they can get everything in the pipeline. And they're probably like going to say, let's write them all, get the voice cast in here, and we're going to have Dustin Hoffman for like three days, and he'll do all six movies. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> we did all six movies in three days. Yeah. That's probably what they do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I, I mean, I loved the first Kung Fu Pan, and I loved the first How to Train Dragon, but I don't know if I really need six and three. How how are they going to? That's like yeah, slicing that butter over. Like, well, uh, in the interview, he said how they have six stories playing out for Kung Fu Panda. That was just the first story of six. Oh, it's a saga now. Yeah, it's a saga. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow, that is hedging your bets a little bit. Yeah, I'm just going to go through the DVD releases that come out today real quick before we get to our uh, poll for the week. Um, the first one, obviously, the big one, Shrek Forever After. Boom. <laughs> you guys going to get it? I still gotta watch Shrek the Third before I go. <laughs> nah, you Shrek don't need fourth. to watch Shrek the Third. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one in my opinion. Yeah, Shrek the Third. It was uh, yeah. terrible. I enjoyed the fourth one actually more than I thought I would. And I uh, actually in October I bought the uh, the box set on Blu-ray of all four of them. Ambitious. Because it was on Amazon for like forty bucks on Blu-ray for all four. Oh, of them. Is this a Black Friday? Oh, you thing? paid because no. it just came out today. Did you get it earlier? No, I didn't get it earlier. I was so mad. I figured if I bought it in October, I at least get it day of. And I got an email today saying, oh, sorry, we uh, miscalculated how many we'd have in shipment, and you're not going to get it on time. Are you going to get it by Christmas? Yeah. It's, it, it, like, ten minutes later, I got an email saying they shipped it. And I was like, what? <laughs> that has happened to me before, where they'll send me, like, like three emails about the same thing. Yeah, I was so mad. that I'm like, what? what's the point? Because when you order it early, it says you can get it day of. Oh. Mm. I hate them. Yeah, I don't understand it. Although I did get my book uh, today from Amazon. What book? The Naked Truth. That Leslie Nielsen book. I, I've wanted it like soon as I didn't know that existed. Yeah, it's really it's uh it's really funny. Well, now I need it. Yeah, I, is it written by Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, that's what's so awesome about it. It's Does it like fart him. when you open it? No, it's just like a biography. It's a, a biography? it's like a fo- it's like a fake uh, biography. Just him saying like that he was like. Uh, there was there's a, a section where he talks about him being in Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a it's a fake autobiography. It's just it's he hilarious. just makes things up. Yeah, literally. I love him so much. I'm gonna buy that now. Yeah. Uh, no, really. The big DVD of the week, obviously, is Inception. Uh, have you watched the Blu-ray, Kev? Oh yeah, it looked. I was watching it today. It looks it looks great, and um, 
what's neat is it has two discs of features for D- DVD. Well, it's got the two discs, Blu-rays, and then it comes with the, the DVD as well. And while I wouldn't say it's loaded, you know, every, because everything says it's loaded, but yeah. it really is not loaded, <laughs> but it has some nice stuff on there. Um, and, uh, you know, it has, it has the thing where it embeds everything into the movie for you. So it takes oh, like three cool. and a half hours to watch it. <laughs> Jeez. Because <that's laughs> awesome. it'll branch out and say, oh, that train, that was awesome. This is how we did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of people complaining that it didn't have a lot of extras, kind of like the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Blu-ray, I mean, uh, for being the number three highest grossing movie of all time, it, there really wasn't a lot on there. And everyone's like, well, just wait. It's gonna be, there's going to be a huge super special edition. And yeah. nothing like that has ever happened. So I don't think it's going to happen with Inception either. Yeah. I don't know what else they would do. I mean, I've actually I've gone I've gone through it, and they've got some neat stuff. I mean, aside from getting our commentary, and then and and aside from having like you know the five minute thing of Nolan saying, "Hey, this is really what's going on in this movie." Uh, quit debating. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what else you would put in there. I, I guess mean, I, I just want a commentary. I think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just commentary I want. Wait, so, so there wasn't a commentary on this one? No, just no. like the Dark Knight, I had like I think a uh, one of those like you like. Uh, There's a live one. Live one, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did a live chat yeah. commentary on that, and then there was no commentary on Batman Begins. I think the only commentary that I know of is Insomnia, and that's in shooting order. Why well, yeah, well, do I want to watch that cool. shooting See, order? Shooting. Is, it, is it really good? It's 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 neat from a filmmaking perspective. It's neat to see him. Because you're watching the movie completely out of order, and he's saying, "Well, this is what we did at this point." And um, he's not a great commentator guy. I mean, he's sort of yeah, he's very dry. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do find that interesting that there are some people that it's kind of like the commentary is the breaking point. Yeah, you know, whether or not they'd watch it. I mean, if if you want a commentary, I'm sure when Social Network comes out, you'll get seven commentaries, each one featuring David Fincher. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I love David Fincher commentaries. They're always good. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always like a bunch of them on there, like this, like the seven DVD. Yeah, there's a lot. And Fight Club too. Fight Club, yeah. they both have a lot. And now, and um, he's on every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Boyle does that now too. He always has good commentaries. Yeah. I really like Danny. Boyle. And then another one I just saw. I just bought the Scott Pilgrim Blu-ray, and that has like five commentaries on it. It, it takes you. It takes you like longer to to watch the Scott Pilgrim Blu-ray and everything than it did to actually make the movie. It's true, but <laughs> that that documentary on the Blu-ray was awesome, though. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I mean, I, I thought Inception. It's a it's a good. It, it's 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 not a loaded. It's not that loaded thing, but it's 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 not. It's worth paying for. I mean, if you like the movie and you want to watch it again, well, I'm definitely going to get it. Yeah, I love that movie. And I love I the score. I better the second time. I liked it better when I watched it just recently. I did too, actually. I saw it twice in theaters. Actually, I saw it three times in theaters. But the second time I saw it, I really enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. And I love that score. I listen to the score and I read comic books. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like writing stuff. To, I was doing like just really mundane work on the computer today. And I'm playing the score in the back. Because they have on the Blu-ray, you can just play the score. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and, and it's like a half hour. It's like just, you know, the soundtrack. Not, not the movie background so i'm right it's like dun, dun, dun. i'm like oh yes WordPress, bam, you know? that's awesome that's how i am when i'm driving i like to listen to music like that act like i'm in a high-speed chase <laughs> take your car off a bridge <laughs> that'll no show them <laughs> the um, oh, <laughs> uh and then the two other like big well big names for me at least are two criterion releases and it's chronos and videodrome yeah, I love Videodrome, so I really want to get that Blu-ray. And then Kronos, I've never seen, and I've always really wanted to. And yeah, then when I saw it was coming on Criterion, I decided to wait. Yeah. That's the Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Yeah. Oh, next room, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I enjoyed it for what it is. It's not my. It's definitely not on my. It's probably my least favorite of, of his. his yeah. Product, yeah. Are you a fan of Guillermo? 
I like Guillermo. I mean, but some of his stuff, I don't know. He, 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 um, like certain things I really enjoyed. Like I thought Pain's Labyrinth was really cool. I love the Hellboy movie. Yeah, I do too. And I think he does better when he's doing a when he's going a bit schlocky. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely, like yeah. the, that's why I love the Hellboy movies. Um, whereas, like Pan's Labyrinth, as as awesome as it was, it di- it w- it did kind of take itself a little too seriously. Yeah, I didn't expect to take itself seriously when I saw it. Yeah, and then like Mimic. I mean, Mimic was okay. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, Blade Two. Come on, Blade. Yeah. Blade <laughs> My fun. best part about Blade Two <laughs> is the commentary where he talks about. Can I say? Can I say whatever I want to on this? Of course. We're not we're not restricted. We don't have like five year olds listening. To this. No, not at all. <laughs> that would be amazing if we did. If you listen to the commentary, I think it's on the it's either on the deleted scenes or it's at the point. But the, he goes into a sex shop and there's like a, a the the private dancer thing, and he he goes on and on about how they had to remove the splooge from the the window. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's awesome. That'd be. <laughs> I wouldn't know if I'd want to show up on that day for sure. No, digitally, Ruby. He wasn't in there with a wet I can just picture that. That's great. But yeah, I really want to get those two Blu-rays. Um, although Frame, I think it's really awesome that they're doing that because that's when I when they started doing Criterion, you're like, you would have never stampeded to Videodrome. No, not at all. You know, I mean, it's 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 basically weird 80s Cronenberg stuff. And, yeah, like and, uh, Dead Ringers. Criterion has Dead Ringers, too. Yeah. Well, Dead Ringers makes more sense because that, that, that was kind of when he was going into his more artistic phase. Yeah, I can see that. And he's already kind of had a, one foot in there. But that'd be kind of like them saying, we're going to do they came from within Criterion Blu-ray. And you're just <laughs> like, wow. Well, I guess I just don't understand their selection yeah, at the all criteria anyway. for criteria. Yeah, because, I mean, The Rock, Armageddon, and Robocop, and Silence of the Lambs, for that matter, are the earlier ones that, you know, they've kind of dissed themselves from. But well, now, Silence of the Lambs won the Oscar, so... Yeah, that's true, I guess. But, I mean... Um, Robocop didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. And, uh, and even Chasing Amy, for that matter, like, Kevin Smith himself has been like, I don't know why Criterion would put this on there. But, like, I don't understand how they're picking Blu-rays now, because I know they just released Modern Times, which was never on Criterion before, and I really want to get. But, like, why, you know, why Kronos and Videodrome and not Fear Loathing Las Vegas, for example? Although I heard that's coming out on Criterion Blu-ray now, too. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be pretty good. Yeah, I really want to get that. But uh, I don't know. I just, I'm always wondering why they pick what they pick. Do you have any insider knowledge? I have no idea. You can ask the guys at Criterion. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they know. Just shooting darts at a wall. More than I do, yeah. yeah well, probably. they were like almost out of business at one point. Really? Weren't they? I didn't like, know about like, that. Like right, uh, you know, it was right when DVDs were really coming big on the market, and they, and it was like it was almost like they were going to disappear. Was it because of the laser discs weren't selling well? It, it, well, no, it was it was at the end of laser disc. Oh, all right, that's weird. So I, I love Criterion though. I, I always try to give it at least a chance because you know. I'd love to see like just them take like just the worst movie. Like do like. The Love Guru. <laughs> I was going to bring that up before because I actually enjoy Justin Timberlake in that movie. He's the best thing in the movie. Yeah, he is. He's really funny in that movie. <laughs> but there's a lot of not funny yeah, <laughs> stuff <true>. going on. <laughs> All right. Well, we might as well get to our poll question now. Uh, last week, we asked what everyone's favorite movie is to watch around the holiday season. Yes. Right, Hector? We did. <laughs> and uh, we got quite a hefty amount of answers. So uh, first here is Chris Tong. He says, this has got to be the hardest poll question yet. Christmas is my favorite holiday. My all-time favorite Christmas movie is a tie between these two awesomely wonderful movies, A Christmas Story and The Grinch with Jim Carrey. I can watch both of these movies multiple times in one month and not get sick of them. 
honorable mention goes to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Island, and The Misfit of Toys, A Miracle on 34th Street, and Scrooge. It's 34th Street, isn't it? Miracle yeah, on 34th, 34th Street. Yeah. Street. yeah that's what, what, I street, what street was he on? <laughs> apparently 31st. <laughs> 31st Street? I don't know. What the, he was in the red light district, apparently. <laughs> uh, and Scrooged with a bunch of exclamation points. Oh, fantastic. And remember, guys, don't shoot your eyes out. Agreed. So, uh, thank you, Chris Tong. Yeah. You guys like those movies? Um, or at least watch those movies. Yeah, they're, they're, those seem to be like the staples, staples yeah. for Christmas season. Well, wait, what was his top three? Uh, uh, he, he like he like was like a Christmas story, something else. The Grinch. The, you said the island, the was Grinch? it the Island of Misfit? No. You're saying like something about the Island. That was of honorable mentions. The oh. original, the original Grinch, the 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 the, How the 1960s Chuck yeah. Jones cartoon was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Jim Carrey. It just raped that one in the face. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rape it in the face. What was uh was it Dakota Fanning in that one? No, it was Tyler Mumsen from Gossip Girl. I was confused too. Yeah, which one? Who's who's it? <laughs> the uh, little girl. Yeah, t- Tyler. Yeah, I know Cindy Lou Who, but is she like on Gossip Girl? Yeah, apparently she's on Gossip Girl now. Wow, she's she you looks like a real whore. If you ask me. Now I feel really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for that sex tape to show up. Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um. Uh, Matthew Boyd writes in, his first pick is A Christmas Story. Now, I know some might not like it because of the 24-hour showing on TBS every year, but I'll make sure to catch at least one of the showings. Young boys love for the official Raider Rider Carbine Action 200-shot range model air rifle with the camp compass in the stock is classic. What boy didn't have a BB gun when they were growing up? I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't allowed to. Uh, my dad even had a Red Rider gun, and he grew up in that time. The look and feel of this movie to me is like a warm blanket. It captured that time flawlessly, and and who didn't like the Chinese version of Deck the Halls at the end? Uh, also, there are these classic lines. Sons of bitches, bumpuses! I can't put my arms down. And then, oh, fudge. <laughs> Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. And then there's another quote. Uh, and then my second movie is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. That That's a great scene. movie. I know, right? No one ever talks about that movie. I <laughs> we love just it. just mentioned that again. On is Friday. that a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's all set around Christmas. Oh, okay. I love uh, Just Friends. But uh, he says, that opening scene with Ryan Reynolds in the fat suit singing Backstreet Boys, <laughs> which is not true. It's all for one. Uh, he, they, they sing all for one, I swear. Uh, it's hilarious. And Julie Haggerty is his absent-minded mother kills me. Hello, Joyce. Actually, there are just too many scenes to list. Just watch the damn movie. You'll love it. And then the last movie is a recent find for me. It is The Family Stone. Diane Keaton, Craig T. Nelson, Rupert Murdoch, Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson, and a very hot Claire Danes. Ooh. You have outstanding performances in this movie. It's and tense. Rachel McAdams, hot. Oh, yeah, she is in that. She is in that. She's awesome. Isn't she like the star of that movie, actually? Didn't she she, play, like, well, the... she's the bitchy sister. Uh-huh. And, and it, was, it was actually a turn for her because I think she had done Wedding, she had done wedding Crashers that year or something like that. Or she, and she was sort of the pretty girl and like she did The Notebook. And then she, she kind of comes out of nowhere and plays the – and plays – she, she – actually reads well as the bitchy sister, not just as the hot girl cast. Well, was this before or after Mean Girls? Because Mean Girls, be she after. was the devil. Oh, way after. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, it's tense, funny, and sad. I cry every time I watch it. Yeah, I'm a grown man that cries in movies. Big whoop, want to fight about it. The scene, spoiler alert, with Everett <laughs> Murdoch and his mom, Keaton, in the kitchen kills me every time. Great movie. Those are my faves. Keep up the great work on the podcast, Matthew Boyd. And then P.S. He says, I would like to know your thoughts on a movie I recently thought of that featured podcasting before there was podcasting. The movie... Pump up the volume with Christian Slater. Boom. Discuss. <laughs> Taking uh, it back a few. I've never seen Pump Up the Volume. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in my DVD somewhere. I haven't watched it since uh, since I bought it. I think like back in uh, 2000. But yeah, it's, uh, it's one of your faves. It is. It's a really good movie. I mean, it probably doesn't date well anymore. But I remember liking it back in the 90s. It's Christian Slater. How can it be bad? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> 
yeah, it's it's a nineties thing. It's yeah. like when did they come out? Like nineteen ninety? Yeah, like a great nineteen ninety, yeah. yeah. It was like right on the turn of the decade. <laughs> Talk and hard. You gotta see Samantha was it Samantha Morton who's in it? Uh no, it's Samantha Mathis. I think. Samantha Mathis. Yeah, yeah, it was great about that. Is she just like in one scene? Literally just takes off her shirt for no reason. <laughs> they give no she explanation really does. for it. She just kind of giggles and the camera spins around. That was a topless era of 1990. <laughs> she's kind of like, it's like the director's like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> I love thinking that it wasn't part of the script. <laughs> I really enjoy their uh, their reunion in Broken Arrow. Yeah, you guys. Oh my god, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> what? It's one of the best. Love John Woo. Oh. Uh, well, it's one of the best John Woo movies. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, uh, do you think friends movies. of John Woo always called him by like John Woo? <laughs> John Woo is like the directorial equivalent of like uh, Penelope Cruz, who is fantastic in her own language, but you put her in an American movie, and it's just yeah. like, what happened? <laughs> I ask that every time I see her. <laughs> um, Peter Blunden writes in Peter Blunden is amazing because he's from London and his name is Blunden are you kidding me wow that is the greatest name I've ever heard wow. of in my he entire life he needs to be like a disc jockey of some sort <laughs> I've well, been... he doesn't move to Albuquerque <laughs> yeah, right. I've been talking with him via email so much because he's like my new favorite person but anyways he says my favorite Christmas films would have to be It's a Wonderful Life I get a lump in my throat every time I think about this film the ending is beautiful, and it really does make you think about your place in the world and how everyone is important to other people, even when you're at your lowest. And come on, Jimmy Stewart is a legend. Merry Christmas, movie house. Who doesn't love Jimmy Stewart? And then he says, The Snowman Story, a British animated short about a little boy who builds a snowman on Christmas Eve and awakes at midnight to see that it's come alive. The snowman takes him on a magical flight to see Father Christmas, Santa to you guys across the pond. I must have watched it every year on TV since I was three. I'm 25 now, and I love it. It's so touching. The theme, so- the theme song, I'm Walking in the Air, is a massive Christmas song here. The film is something of a national treasure and tradition. And then a Muppets Christmas Carol, because who doesn't like the Muppets and Michael Caine is a legend? Peter. You know what's funny is he talks about who doesn't like Jimmy Stewart. I'm sure there's that one guy out there. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine that guy? Yeah. God damn it. I hate Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I was thinking about that last night when I was watching It's a Wonderful Life. I'm like, there's no one who doesn't like Jimmy Stewart. Oh, there's somebody on IMDb <laughs> that is trolling the boards right now, just screaming at his head off listening to this podcast. Yeah, he's just waiting for this episode to come out. <laughs> I hate Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I know that's exactly what he sounds like. Too. He's the most he aggravated man the of all most time. Aggravated chain smoker of all time. <laughs> oh. uh, Kilgore Katie writes in. Uh, Hi guys, I'm up at Christmas Carol. Even though it was done after Jim Henson's untimely death, I still think Brian Henson did a pretty good job of keeping the characters true to their original form. How could you not like Michael Caine as the infamous Ebenezer Scrooge? It's a Wonderful Life. It may be cliche, but I just love Jimmy Stewart in this movie. My mouth's bleeding, Bert. My mouth's bleeding. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's yelling. He's so cursing bad. the skies as we speak. <laughs> and finally, Love Actually, just because I love watching it with at Jonesy Loves Beer. Merry Christmas, Carrie Gold, ooh, Kilgore Katie. Love Actually. Oh, I love Love Actually. You love Love Love. It's one of my faves. Actually. I watch that movie every day. You know what's funny? I I, uh, I never saw Love Actually when it came out in the theaters because it was like at that time I was just starting to do movie reviews. So I... I wasn't on Universal's list, so I never saw it. And then everyone talked about how awesome it was. I never got a chance to saw it because it's not one of those things you go and you rent in July. Yeah, you have you to know. do it around this time of year. Yeah, yeah, and it just came out on Blu-ray last year, and they and Universal sent it to me, and I watched it for the first time, and it had so much hype. Like the first half hour or so, I was just like, eh, I don't know, this isn't that good. But it really just warms up to you. It By does. the time you get to the end, you're just like, ah. Yeah, it's the, it's the, one of the most delightful movies of all time. 
like, it's everything that Valentine's Day wanted to be. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, it's everything New Year's Eve hopes to be. New oh, Year's Eve. <laughs> I can't believe they made a sequel to that movie called New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. What are they going to be? Arbor Day. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Some, I just want to see one called Easter. And it's just family sitting down, having dinner. That's the whole crux of the movie. Yeah. Some, <laughs> kids, some, hand, some kids finding Andre a hand. Or something. An egg. <laughs> Andre. Uh, anyways. Uh, at Dale underscore on the Twitter writes in, Hector and Todd, a few Christmas time movies come to mind. First, the made-for-TV version of Christmas Carol starring Patrick Stewart. GD, I love that movie. <laughs> I love the cover of that movie. Him swinging the cane yeah. like that. Jeez. John Luke Picard looks so angry. Like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> secondly, and most obviously, A Christmas Story. I love, love, love A Christmas Story. I started collecting the Department 56A, uh, 56A Christmas Story village pieces this year so I can put them up on display all Christmas-like in my house. <laughs> all Christmas-like. Uh, with fake cotton snow and everything. <laughs> if A Christmas Story was in liquid form and coursing through a pig's veins, I would let John Travolta bucket it up and dump it all over me at prom. Just saying. Wow. That's a love <laughs> for story, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, but mostly, this time of year is when I start watching an un-Christmas movie, but it's a tradition that started with my first cool job at Record Town in the mall. Around this time of year, I watch, what? Pink Floyd's The Wall? <laughs> what? <laughs> nipples on a holiday. <laughs> uh, one, of my co- <laughs> one of my co-workers at Record Town started playing the album around Christmas time, something he has always done, and at the point, I hadn't seen the movie. One night we watched it after work, and while visually it isn't my cup of tea, with what the mind-fucking imagery and all, but I, uh, I always watch it at least once around Christmas time because I freaking love the album. It is a tradition of sorts that was spun out of another guy's tradition at work. Take that, corporate America. At Dale underscore <laughs> <laughs> This is the guy who doesn't like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. He's cursing him right now. He's going to write me an angry email tomorrow. Uh, is, it, is it like if, if like a like like at m- midnight on Christmas Eve, if you start playing Pink Floyd, The Wall, it like times perfectly when Santa lands on the roof. I mean, maybe. <laughs> he probably like plays it all in his head. He thinks it's happening. I know it. I'm gonna have to talk to him about it. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Palumbo writes in, "Hello, friends. Now, as you may or may not know, I love me some Christmas. So this is incredibly difficult to pick one movie." I had already watched most of my Christmas staples this week after Thanksgiving. The Polar Express, Home Alone 1 and 2, Elf, Jingle All the Way, The Grinch, both the Ridge and the Jim Carrey one. Love Actually about 300 times. Ernest Saves Christmas, Santa's Sleigh, etc., etc. I don't give an F what anyone says. Christmas is awesome. That being said, I'm going to have to go with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is the number one. I've been watching this movie around Christmas since I was just a wee lad. Besides being one of the most hysterical and ridiculous movies ever made, it just has nothing but good memories surrounding it. I've watched it with my family, my friends, even my dogs. There's not a lot of people who don't like this movie, so I expect a lot of responses to be for this one. Anyway, that's about it. Happy Festivus. Joey P. That's the first mention of Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I'm surprised. So he was totally wrong on that one. <laughs> he was totally wrong. And I'm surprised because I love that movie. Uh, Jeff- His dogs apparently didn't get the word out. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bartell writes in, eyes wide shut. That's what? <laughs> I love it's all in caps, yeah, too. <laughs> He's he, very... He is announcing it loud and yeah. proud, eyes wide shut. He also said on the Twitter, Home Alone 1 and 2. That's, so that's true. Good. Yeah. Uh, mm. Brian Jeffrey Lake writes in, Edward Scissorhands. BJ. Mm-hmm, yeah. I just assumed that was his middle name. Yeah. <laughs> so Edward Scissorhands. It's, it, that's, no. That is funny because that's one that it's not really a Christmas movie. There's Christmas in it. But for some reason, I always associate it with Christmas. Yeah. I think it came out at Christmas, didn't it? Did it? it yeah, I think probably like winter. And, and it, would, it had that Christmas theme because it opens and ends with the Christmas. It bookends yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely. It's like it's movies like that and like Wizard of Oz that for some reason 
they get lumped into that category yeah. just because they're around that time. Or like they you were said showing. last week, Sound of Music. Yeah, Sound of Music another is another thing that watching. aired a lot. Like Sound of Music is like totally associated with Thanksgiving and the holidays. Yeah, I don't understand. Like that song, um, My Favorite Things or whatever, yeah. is uh-huh. always on Christmas albums. Yeah. yeah. And I don't understand why. Again, I just, I just associated with, because my sister used to uh, just be fascinated with just seeing it. That would be like one of her staples for watching holiday movies, The Sound of Music. Because oh, I think yeah. it just used to air when she, we were children. Yeah, there's nothing holiday about it. No, That's the thing. If you watch it, there's no. It's not like it. It doesn't even have like a. It doesn't culminate on a big Christmas. No, not at all. We no. watched it a few uh, like a month or two ago for the podcast, and there's really nothing Christmas about it. No, people yeah. love it though. But it always aired, I think, right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. Uh, former friend of the show. Well, he's still a friend of the show. <laughs> former uh, friend of the show. <laughs> Jonesy loves beer. Uh, Rat master him. Jonesy loves beer has to say. The awesome if I was that mad at him. Uh, he says, gentlemen, all caps. I don't know why men is all in caps. Uh, hope everything is well. I have two movies, both polar opposites, and both are on my to-watch list during the holidays. One, Love Actually, Liam Neeson. Does he get any better? <laughs> when he's not training a young Jedi or defending <laughs> Scottish Pride and Rob Roy or being a Cyclops and Krull, he lets his badassery take a backseat. For his... <laughs> a Cyclops and Krull? He's not? He's not. He's one of the henchmen. Oh, man. Jonesy, come Jonesy, on. Jonesy, oh, he's blowing shit. it. <laughs> he's blowing it. Uh, he lets his badassery. Go watch the movie, man. <laughs> he lets his badassery take a backseat for his huge Scottish heart in his early 2000s love fest. Love actually tells the story of Liam as a crushed widower finding love again by guiding his young stepson to discover a young love of his own. Incredible story. I'm told there are other characters in the film, but I largely ignore them. <laughs> Except for Bill Nye. That man's a genius. I was wondering. I was like, does he think that's the only part of the movie? <laughs> he like has his DVR program dvd program to edit everything out it like takes him 15 minutes to watch <laughs> well you can do that right with blu-rays now pick your favorite scenes he probably yeah. just picks those yeah <laughs> and then number two die hard does it sound like i'm ordering a fucking pizza ho 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 clay bill clay welcome to the party pal agent smith special agent smith no relation die hard is fucking christmas and just quotes hans <laughs> come on to la we'll have a good time that's my favorite quote um and then we had a bunch of answers on the facebook uh, John Simone writes in and says, Home Alone 1 and 2, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Bad Santa. I was glad there was a mention for Bad Santa. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. that's Swigoff, right? Swigoff? Yeah. Terry Swigoff, yeah. yeah. I couldn't stand his last movie, though, uh, Art School Confidential. Was that his last film? I think so. I haven't seen one since then. Was, um, yeah, I think you're right. That was garbage, though. Yeah, I, I didn't, couldn't I stand didn't, that movie. I didn't even take a look. Uh, Mike Sherman Sherman writes in, A Christmas Story and Scrooged. Julie Kenward, Muppet Christmas Carol, Jillian Arthur, Elf, Rebecca Gianetti, Elf. something that has nothing to do with Christmas, but just something that's a favorite and reminds me of watching videos with my sister, Empire Records. Weird. <laughs> uh, Stanley Harris, Home Alone, uh, Raza Wunderbar, Die Hard, and then Robert Ekstrom, Love Actually. Robert Ekstrom is my father-in-law. Um, and then one other one was Roger Andrews, got to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Scrooge. Hilarious every time, every year. So, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the... Uh, all great answers. All great. Kevin, answers. do you want to give us a rundown of movies you like to watch around this time of year? Uh, well, you know, I have kids, so I always end up watching certain specials. We like tape the specials. We, I just showed them Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's awesome. Um, where, where you learn that... Because uh, uh, you're, you're, you're a ginger, aren't you, Todd? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I am now. I never used to yeah. be. 
But not only is Lex Luthor <laughs> ginger, but so Santa Claus, according to this movie. Nice. So, um, you know, the Grinch, the original Grinch, I hate the Jim Carrey one. Come it's on. He's oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so mad. But like Elf, I love Elf. That just came out on Blu-ray. We just got that. And my kids love it. It's, it's a great movie. Gremlins. No one gave any love for Gremlins. I know, that. right? I love yeah. Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, gonna be nothing like just a, 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 a punch in the gut in the middle of <laughs> the yeah, giant Santa spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and it has one of the best, I don't know, the best speech ever is the uh, Phoebe Cates. Oh, my goodness. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so with the whole, the, yeah, where she's, yeah, where yeah. she basically is like, guess what I, how I found out. Yeah, I and like, I love what? that. <laughs> I love that they tried to do that in the second one when it was like, you know, President's Day or something weird like that. I love the second one. Gremlins 2 is awesome. Okay, Wait, what, how, how do they spoil the, the President's Day holiday? I don't even remember now. Oh, yeah. She, so, she was starting to go into it, and they're just yeah. they, like, you know what? Don't, yeah. Never mind. They kind of yeah. tried to oh, throw yeah, it Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember but I like that, But, yeah, It's a Wonderful Life is a, is a big one. My wife likes to watch White Christmas. Oh, okay. Crosby, yeah. Bing Crosby. Yeah. Classic Bing Crosby, yeah. yeah. That's cool. But you know what's funny about Christmas movies is uh, it started a couple years ago. Whenever, you know, it was up after we put the kids to bed and, you know, and I'm, I'm up, you know, doing the presents and stuff like that. I always end up watching a horror movie. Nice. It, it just it just ended up that way. <laughs> and it was like one year it was like Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Love it. And then movie. another year I put in The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. I, I and, and it's become a something that I always like to kind of throw in a horror movie, like at Christmas Eve, just sort of clean the palette before, you know, everyone comes over the next day. And, and just it's always like, different. Oh, hi. Yeah. It's very wintry too. Kind it's of. always a different one. Yeah, it's it's sort of this evolved tradition. So I don't like. It's not like I don't have anything set in stone, but I'll put in something else to watch. I, I was up. I think last year my wife and I watched something that had nothing to do. It, but it's always something that doesn't have to do with Christmas. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. Kevin, let me ask you: Have you ever seen Santa Slay with Goldberg? No, is that the one that came out about five years ago? Yeah, <laughs> didn't Brett Ratner no. produce that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did so he random. <laughs> I have, I have not seen that. No, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I've, I've had it recommended to me, but I've heard mixed things from it. It's yeah, it's been a, it's been a kind of a staple in our. <laughs> Claire from Lost is in it, right? Uh, yeah, they're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a random cast. I know it's 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 so out there. <laughs> what, funny. Emily DeRaven? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she kind of plays like one of the protagonists, like the the one that's trying to the heroine trying to save it with her the Jamie boyfriend. Lee Curtis. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. Yeah. Uh, Hector, what about you? Um, I mean, it it really depends year by year. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Die Hard, I guess, is always one that always pops up, and uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it really depends on the mood. Like some years, I'll feel all like all, all family, mm-hmm. and I'll want to put I'll pop I will pop in like it's a Wonderful Life and Love Actually and. Uh, um, some other years I, I am also like in the horror and I'll watch like mm-hmm. Santa Slay and Silent Night Deadly Night Silent Night Deadly Night and uh, last year I think I was more like action-y so I did I popped in like Die Hard with like Lethal The Long Weapon? Kiss The Long Lethal Kiss Weapon's another action Lethal Weapon yeah. yeah but yeah The Long Kiss Goodnight for some reason it's I always forget about the movie that movie's yeah, awesome yeah for some reason I just I'm always wanting to pop it in during the Christmas season Rennie so, Harlan Rennie Harlan <laughs> magic awesome <laughs> Die I Hard 2 I love watching um, the Never Sleep Again Harlan. documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street Mm-hmm. And seeing Rennie Harlan as this big hulking Thor-like man. Yeah, he has that long one. beard and yeah. hair and everything. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so awesome. He's so huge. Yeah, amazing. Makes me. I love Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. He's like one of the most underrated directors. He's done some real shit. I mean, like stuff you don't want to see, but his even like the stuff that like are notoriously bad, like his Gina Davis phase, mm-hmm. like Cutthroat Island and Long Kiss Goodnight. Those are great movies. Yeah, they seem to be a lot of fun. I love Long Kiss Goodnight, but I've never seen Cutthroat because everyone hates it. <laughs> they always yeah, talk about it was, how bad it, was it, is. it was critically and uh, commercially abashed for. Yeah, I don't know how long. But I love his Nightmare on Elm Street. That was my favorite, one of my favorite ones growing up. Which one? The, the Dream Warriors. Yeah, the fourth yeah, one. The fourth one. Yeah. 
Like the best one. <laughs> um, I was terrified of that Freddy pizza or whatever, the soul <laughs> pizza. <laughs> what oh, about Rick, you? You little meatball. Uh, I, I watch, like you said, with year to year, I like to mix and match my genres every year. Yeah. Like uh, Millions is one I watch a lot now. Millions is a great movie. It really is. And it, no one ever seems to talk about it. I don't understand why. Yeah. But I loved Millions. Like like we've said, Love Actually and Christmas Vacation and Elf and the you know the tip, the normals. And then I have one of those ones that has nothing to do with Christmas. For some reason, I always watch it on Christmas. And that's the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, no, that makes sense. It's just, I don't know why, but ever since I was a little kid, I've always had it identified. Like when I bought the Blu-ray last year, that was the first thing I did was watch it around Christmas. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous Blu-ray. Yeah. It is a great Blu-ray. What about, what about um, the Star Wars Holiday Special? <laughs> I, <laughs> With Life Day. Life. Carrie <laughs> Fisher singing. Didn't, and uh, B. Arthur. <laughs> I always forget B. Arthur was in that. That's amazing. I always try to watch like TV show like Christmas episodes oh, too. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like you know, like um, I put I pop in like the Simpsons. Yeah, Christmas the Simpsons spectacular. Yeah, those ones are really good. Um, and then I know uh, I'm the, I'm the only really big fan of it here, but there's a Smallville episode called Lexmas, which I absolutely love, <laughs> and I love watching that episode. It's such a good episode. You just love combining your superhero with your uh, uh, holiday. Feed. You got him right. Yeah. Uh, if I had my way, I would make a, a Christmas Superman movie. Oh my god, I'd watch that. Was there day. like a I don't know if there was ever an episode. This is a, this, this is my limited knowledge to the the 70s, but I mean, was there ever like a um uh not Justice League. What was a um What was this show? What was that? Super Friends? Super Friends. Yeah. Was there ever like a Christmas episode of Super Friends? I'm sure there was. Well, that was that was a th- uh speaking as somebody who grew up with that stuff. The, the Saturday the cartoons, the day-to-day cartoons, they never did like Christmas episodes for those because those were just they were all one shots on Saturday, and they cycled them back and forth. Mm-hmm. It was always the the TV shows, and the and it would be like, you know, a, you know, show like like Family Ties, yeah. where it was sunny, even though they live in Columbus, Ohio, and I can tell you, it gets cold here. <laughs> it's nor it's like sunny and normal weather, and then like it all snows at Christmas for like one episode, and that's it. But yeah, for like the this this Saturday morning stuff, they never did. I, I'm sure they had like an old Wonder Woman. Yeah. Christmas episode. Or like even the old Spider-Man show that I yeah. want on DVD so bad. I think yeah. for like the, the cartoons. I remember like the Smurfs and Mickey yep. and all those. I know Psych has Christmas episodes. I love Psych. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so good. I haven't watched the Twin Peaks episode yet though. Oh my god. Did you, did you watch Twin Peaks though? No. I mean if you know Twin Peaks really well it's no, awesome. I don't. <laughs> but you, should, I, you should go. You should go get Twin Peaks. Watch all of Twin Peaks, <laughs> and then watch Psych. Yes. Then watch the Psych episode because you you won't get any of them. I'm watching with my wife. She never watched Twin Peaks, and I was. I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, that's just some, some obscure reference. <laughs> they had a bird in Twin Peaks, and that's why that bird's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said that about um, Family Ties, like, not being cold or anything, because I, I, I was watching uh, Community with Commentary. Yeah. And they were talking about how, I guess in the pilot, it was originally set in, like, Colorado. And then they mentioned how in the Christmas episode, it's very sunny, and it's obviously California because it's all fake snow and stuff, and how yeah. that just kind of drops by the wayside of yeah, their locations. That is odd. It's like Glee right now. Glee, Glee takes place in Lima, Ohio, and it's, it's, it's never cold on yeah, the that's show the weird thing until with. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is the weird thing with TV shows that obviously aren't shot anywhere but like L.A. Yeah. Like there's never seasons. Yeah. For, <laughs> they're just, they have the devoid of any reasoning for uh, – uh, northern culture, I guess. It's true. <laughs> but I do love watching Christmas stuff, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it to the day I die. I guarantee it. Nice. Um, we're going to take a quick break right now and then come back and discuss It's a Wonderful Life. We're going to get into our AFI discussion. You guys down with that? Did the down. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back then. Christmas. 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 
sleigh with reindeer No sack on my back You gonna see me coming In a big black Cadillac And we're back with Danger Memories, episode 41. 41, yes. I am Todd. I am Hector. And uh, we have with our good friend Kevin, our gift to humanity. <laughs> Thank you. I love it's so our gift to, to humanity. To. It's our gift. It is our gift to humanity. <laughs> gift to humanity. I'm so glad that we beckoned the gods above to bring him. Uh, don't send me a Christmas gift because if I'm your gift to humanity, <laughs> it's just a Michelangelo. I'm painting. expecting. I'm gonna send you my address so I can get you in you're the gonna mail. Gonna give me like a piece of poop wrapped in like yeah. pink juice with my with my hair <laughs> in it. <laughs> this is my hair. <laughs> you smell it's it. My hair. I haven't washed it. <laughs> Oh, it's not from my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. <laughs> All right. As we were. Number 20. It's a Wonderful Life. We're really cruising through this list now. I know. It's a, it doesn't, it doesn't become real until like now that we're doing yeah, know, our one Yeah, we're down to the top 20. It's yeah. ridiculous. Woohoo! <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, we, I mean, it was, uh, it was getting really tight there, when our 30 through 20, or two twenty one rather. Yeah. Uh, that's having to do two a week because it was, uh, it, the, just having to, Dissect these films and then having to watch two of them, it's getting pretty heavy. But yeah, uh, but yeah. especially just discussing them. Yeah, it's a lot more comfortable to, now. Yeah, so uh, Frank Capra, 1946. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> so it's a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was looking online trying to see like what other people reviews. There's not a lot of reviews for a film that has become such a uh, such a prominent film and so many p- p- people's upbringing. Yeah, well, you mean like on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that? Well, not only that, but I mean like you know, I'll always see like. Um, uh, like uh, Scott Ao, or what's that his name? Ao Scott. Ao Scott. Yeah, from, yeah. from yeah. And then I'll, I'll always see. Uh, um, I think the only only one I really looked at was uh, Ebert's. Do they go back and um, review these just randomly? Because I know like how a lot of people don't trust reviews for old movies on Rotten Tomatoes because there weren't really critics back then. No. Yeah. So. Like A.O. Scott and Ebert, did they just go back one day and be like, I'm going to review that movie? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think Ebert's review was from the 90s, I think. I'm trying to remember. Huh. Weird. Well, a lot of times with Rotten Tomatoes, it's, it's if it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray and it gets a big release, a lot of times it'll get reviewed, and, and that's when the, the, the marks go up there. Oh, okay. Um, so there's sort of this, this, this phantom zone of, 90, of the 90s where stuff's not uh, reviewed all that much because it was before uh, the the... Rotten Tomatoes kind of started. Yeah. So they didn't get the regular theatricals of it. You know, like if something were like came out in like 1996, you know, it, it may not have that, the, the, the coverage. Uh, and then like with It's a Wonderful Life, you said you said there weren't very many reviews of it. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I, I was surprised because I mean, I, I was uh, I think I did it bef- to look up a review for um, The Grapes of Wrath. And, uh, and uh, yeah, there were there were a bunch of people that were reviewing like uh, I can't none come to mind right now, but yeah, like the New York Times and things like that. But uh, for some reason, I couldn't find any like uh, I, I I think I only found like a very small amount of reviews or or YouTube reviews or whatnot. But um, oh, I wouldn't be surprised with It's a Wonderful Life because it's as much as, as beloved as it is. I mean. Who needs? To, I mean, it's almost like who needs to review that? It's true. <laughs> everyone's yeah, it's everyone's seen it. Everybody knows what it's about. Yeah. Um, and it's not like the Wizard of Oz, which just like last year came out with their 70th anniversary massive set. Yeah. Or or, or Gone with the Wind, same thing. Yeah. They're doing that with a lot now. Like Ben Hur, I think is having one of those too. Yeah. And Sound of the Music just did that. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah. Sound and of the Music just came out. Yeah, last month. 
for having like a, a a film like I watched this uh, 60th anniversary DVD and uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten a look at the Blu-ray. I think it's supposed to be almost identical. I watched the Blu-ray. Yeah, and I think as far as like special features and stuff like that, it's almost identical. It's like a colorized I mean, version. It's well, yeah, <laughs> the making which of. a lot of people you know call it a bastardization. Yeah, why would you watch it? Yeah, you watch the color. I can't watch. Oh that. no, no, I wouldn't watch it. No. no. <laughs> No, but uh, but I guess there was like a document. Well, making of with Tom Bosley, which is <laughs> Tom Bosley. Tom just, Bosley. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God again. rest him, man. And we I was him. just tweeting about him tonight because I was swerving through the backup plan. Which how's that for your last movie? But what's bought Tom Bosley got to do with this? A Wonderful Life. The backup plan. What that, is that that awful movie with Jennifer Lopez getting pregnant. He was in that? No, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. Isn't it that awful? Movie. Not everybody can have the Dark Knight. Yeah, no, cool. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did what did Leslie Nelson have? Stan Helsing. <laughs> Stan Helsing. <laughs> oh goodness, you're right. That is his last film, isn't it? That's uh, too bad. Yeah. But that's okay. He made it up. He made um, it up for it and more. But yeah, I think I remember reading that it's all. Uh, it's always Sunny Philadelphia. I didn't really just said that. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Um, it didn't do very well. Like it, be- it just barely made back. Its yeah. Budget. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why I'm always like surprised by these classics, quote unquote, that are on the AFI list now because a lot of them didn't do well at the time. Mm-hmm. I think this is just like a because I mean this is like a post-war type yeah, film. It was right? his first movie that came back. Right yeah, and I think a lot of I don't know if this is one of those things where um, like as far as uh, the academies were really uh, reviewing a lot of those like. Let's look back at the war. That's why the movie um, Best Years of Our Lives really got recognized, and this one didn't. And it's, uh, I don't know if it was just the, uh, just the way that the, uh, the Hollywood thought that the America's uh, view, or that the, where America's eye was at the time. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel like that that Frank Capra was kind of falling underneath the uh, the beltway there. The radar. The radar, yeah. So I don't know if this was um, uh, um, and another thing too is uh, there was that there was also I mean he got he got recognition for uh, films like Mr. Smith mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if this was uh, before or after you can't take it with you I think this was <laughs> after um, but I mean this is um, I mean I think he was really still um, making his name there I mean everyone still was starting to recognize you know Frank Capra and the Capricorn like we've said before yeah and um, I think that that Hollywood just really was not heading in that direction as far as that year was concerned, and uh, they were really looking at those those post-war, not anti-war, but more like pro pro pro-war and pro-veterans. Kevin, being uh, a very famous movie critic at FatGuyMovies.com, what do you have to say about this motion picture? Um, I love I I love it, and uh, to speak on the whole thing of like why it may not have done well, part of part of the thing. That it's a wonderful life does is it evokes a sense of nostalgia, okay. And no matter when you play, because I wasn't alive in the forties, but you get that feeling of oh my, because I I did as a as a child stay at my where uh, go for Christmas at my father's parents' place, and and that's where they lived in the forties. So it this old house, that kind of thing, it it evokes this nostalgia. So I imagine replaying it a lot on television and that sort of thing makes people remember more as opposed to when it came out and it was contemporary, it, it didn't necessarily do that because it was in fact contemporary. Yeah. Uh so I think that might play to the whole why it's become such a classic. Uh, which I wouldn't be surprised would be this, the reason, like like Christmas Vacation, to compare it to another Christmas movie. 
I remember when Christmas Vacation came out, and it was okay. But as an as sort of this '80s era nostalgia, it actually works better. The same thing, Christmas Story. Christmas yeah. Story wasn't a big thing when it came out. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, and, and again, that sort of evokes that nostalgia. So that's why when you watch it on TV, you feel it's all homey. It's like that. It's like that warm blanket. Only Christmas Story. It is that warm blanket that smells a little bit like urine. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but it's a wonderful life. Does that, and, and it's it's such a beautiful movie, and it's so well done. Uh, and what I love about it, I saw it when I was in junior high or something like that, and I put got it for some reason got it on VHS. And the scene where Mr. Gower smacking him in the head and his ears oh, bleeding—that's what—that's the scene that, that 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 captured my attention because I'm like, that's pretty raw. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> that's, I was that's, surprised. You know, it's that's not that that's not a light scene, and 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 it just it just grabs you and takes you through the whole movie. Um, so uh, you know, it it it. To a, a movie that deserves deserves to be on the AFI list should be something that lives, regardless of whether it did well or not. Yeah, in its exactly. initial run, totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it it lives, and there's a lot of movies that uh, that, that I don't know what won the Academy Award that year, but it wasn't this. No, no but it probably isn't something you're as as immediately recognizable. Yeah, what did win that year? Wasn't it Best Years? Oh, it was Best Years of Our Lives. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought so. Okay, well, yeah, but even then, it's like that that one's a well-known movie, but if you say... I've never heard of that movie before. Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, it's not a, that's, that's not a film that, that falls, because I think it, it's the same thing that applies. It like, doesn't speak to any future generations, ex- except for yeah. a lot of people at the time of World War It's very of the time movie, yeah. 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 Um, I was talking with my beautiful wife, Kate, about this when we were watching it last night, how for like... Everyone talks about watching this because uh, of how happy it is and stuff on Christmas and whatnot. But there's barely any Christmas in the movie, and it's a really depressing movie. Like, up until the last <laughs> 10 minutes, like, I'm ready to put a gun in my mouth. Yeah. Like, watching this movie, it's so depressing. Yeah. And it's just, His life is ruined. <laughs> true. It's just everything that could go wrong does go wrong. I know. It, it's, like a, it's like a Ben Stiller movie now <laughs> where everything goes wrong. Ever. Um, but at the end, it just becomes so happy. Not unlike the ending of Bad Lieutenant. With uh, Nicholas Cage, everything just goes I love, right. All I of love sudden. that you brought that comparison to. The- <laughs> That's all I could think of when I was watching it was just how all of a sudden everything. That's all you could think of with Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> I figured Bad Lieutenant. Wrong with you, man. Bad that Lieutenant is, is, a, is a remake thing of its you wonderful just said, life. Yeah. Can we yeah. agree on that? Yeah. Bad Lieutenant is a remake of its wonderful life. Uh, of course, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Well, I think I think part of the reason it's so associated with Christmas is because it ends with Christmas, and it has the the, the classic scene, of course, "Merry Christmas, yeah. movie," yeah. that that whole thing. That's probably played more than anything else. Yeah, um, and 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 so it does. It ends with you know the entire movie could take place not at Christmas, but if you, as long as you have that ending that people will identify with Christmas. That's what you want. At the end of it, you're just like, oh, that's why I watched it on TV. Yeah, it but, is the most memorable part. Yeah. They don't show it as much. They used to, like, back in the 80s, you couldn't, get, you couldn't escape that movie on basic cable. Even in the 90s, I remember it being on all the time, and I yeah. never see it on anymore. Well, I read that, like, it, they, um, Paramount had regained the rights, so it's kind of, it was, I think, up to the 90s, it was because it was so... Um, uh, it, it was it, oversaturated. Yeah, I think they wanted to stop that. Yeah, yeah so fair. I think now it's like been limited to like one, one or two networks. And yeah. now, like I heard, I don't remember you told me this or something, but I guess it's playing a lot now in like theaters. Yeah, theaters are picking up because I mean it's not like public domain anymore, so yeah. it's not it's not playing on every TV station. So theaters. So are like, like I saw that like LA was playing one. You said Boston had one or something like that. Just, yeah, there's two theaters in town here that are playing it this month. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's weird. It's making a comeback, which is good because it's a great movie. Yeah. Just, 
I'm just saying. It is, it, it, and it does have that theater feel to it. Like you, it's one of those films that you could you could watch it and enjoy it just as much on video and, and in, in the theater, and it looks great. It feels great on theater. It is funny how um, Christmas movies do have that like really darkness to them. They're always creepy. Like Home Alone has the old man with the the shovel and the bucket of salt, which was yep. terrifying. And then even like terrifying. a Muppet Christmas Carol had its really creepy moments for a Muppet movie. I like no, but I like the that graphic you're... rape scene in the middle. <laughs> it was incredibly graphic. Fozzie, whatever happened? I couldn't even irre- watch that part. The Muppets irreversible, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just seemed like a lot of them have like that really dark undertone to it. That I'm just like. Even Willy Wonka has its moments that, uh, like the uh, old man outside of the, the gates with his cart of goodies, <laughs> or just the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> take or leave it. <laughs> the, stuff of the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the flying monkeys. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird how th- there's this weird stigma to these movies. Well, there always has to be some sort of uh, lesson to be learned, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's Wonderful Life as a so so mean to this man. <laughs> well, but you, you kind of have to do because at the end, of, whenever you have a movie, I, like I was watching Elf with my kids not too long ago, um, and all of that really doesn't go dark. I mean, it, it gets it gets kind of scary because you know you look like things are gonna, ha- you know, you're not gonna save Christmas. You always have to have the. Uh, you kind of have to have that emotional swing, and every Christmas movie is cheesy as hell, especially yeah, near true. the end. Um, they have to so, earn it. And if you don't it. go dark, what you end up with is like the Santa Claus two. One of the best Christmas <laughs> movies. David Crumholtz. Do we agree with that? David Crumholtz. <laughs> I love David Crumholtz. Santa Claus one was good. <laughs> Santa Claus three was okay until they get to the ending where it's like she she warms people with her hugs. Yeah, that was really weird. I, I enjoyed the third one. Until I have that not too. seen the second or third one. I, I, What's the matter with you? I know. Maybe that's what I'll do this. <laughs> should, I'll do a Santa trilogy. <laughs> no, it was, I was. I, w- I took my wife to see Santa Claus three, and we're sitting in the theater, and you place, and it was actually cute. It was way better than part two because part two was just stupid. But <laughs> you know, and it split it split. But even Santa Claus three was kind of dark because you had Jack Frost taking like, taking over Christmas. I mean, yeah, and commercializing it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because that never happened. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you know, this commercial Christmas isn't commercialized at all. That I never got, but <laughs> but it gets to this, it, it gets to the cheesiest of all cheesy endings. And I'm in the theater and out loud. I'm like, oh my god, no, they're not going to do that. <laughs> and like, hitting me, and I'm just like, oh, oh no, please. And I'm just, they just ruined any sort of credibility. But but I think that that helps because you got to go so dark because then when you go so cheesy. It, it doesn't it feel as extreme. Yeah, definitely. I totally see that. Yeah, which this film doesn't really get to that at all. I mean, I can. Which I, it, part you mean? Uh, it, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, and it's a wonderful life. I never feel like it takes it to the two two point like too much point of cheese. No, no, not at all. No, yeah. I think well, it really it, it if, earns you, if it wasn't that the world's over and Potter's taking over the the universe. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Then, yeah. then, then it would. Why is he the most evil man? He's <laughs> the most evil man. Like he is worse than Scrooge, and by all means, like in Scrooge. Having years of practice, he's even worse than Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, have you seen Scrooge have McDuck. you seen the the Saturday the Saturday Night Live back in the oh, the alternative ending the yeah. alternate ending yeah. have you seen that yeah yeah I used that's to, brilliant yeah that was hysterical and actually I was thinking about during during this I was like where's that ending I'm like oh that's right that was a Saturday Night Live skit yeah <laughs> according to Wikipedia well, you're, you're, you're not even you're not even in a wheelchair what's going on <laughs> let's go get them people. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, that that was filmed like an, al- an alternate ending where he gets his come up, and so I'm like, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. That would be... Wikipedia is so get, true. Hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Wikipedia. They're always right. Yeah. Um, 
no, but they're they're just. I just think it's funny how at the beginning of this movie, not unlike Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Jimmy Stewart is just so likable, so nice, and he just gets beaten down. And beaten I don't know. Down there's somebody on IMDb <laughs> that's trolling him. He's furious him. It's like right now. Yeah. He's furious. <laughs> <about> <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> he wants that alternate ending he where does. he dies. <laughs> he does jump in. There's no Clarence the Angel. He's just. It's like you know what? The end. <laughs> he jumps I, off. He jumps off the bridge. <laughs> Boom. The yeah, end. That's with him washing onto the shore. I think. Like, I think this Zuzu guy. Zuzu finding him. Oh my god. Zuzu. <laughs> Bert and Ernie means. find him. Like <laughs> pick him out of the water. I think this guy would be so. He, he'd be so against it that he'd want him to drown in the pool at the beginning at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and it just closes over him. <laughs> There's two gravestones. <laughs> That's what he wants. That's He's so angry. Get, that's what you get for doing the jitterbug. <laughs> no Charleston for you. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I've got so off track. Good side. And I love every second of it. Good call. <laughs> Besides Bad Lieutenant, are there any other films <laughs> that you think about when you see when you see, when you watch this movie? Other any other films that like come to mind like nowadays? At least for your generation, our generation. Wait, there was just something they were, they were saying. It was pretty much just "It's a Wonderful Life." It could happen to you what with Nicolas Cage, and uh, where he wins the lottery ticket, wins like a million dollars. Or the Family Man with Nicolas oh, Cage. Oh, Nicolas Cage. It's, it's Eddie Nicolas <laughs> Cage. Are we just gonna go to Nicolas Cage's <laughs> filmography? Face Off. Raising Arizona. Face Off is just like it. <laughs> um, there's because there's a movie like I, I watched uh, when it came out in theaters, and I was like, "This is just like it's a Wonderful Life." Well, like, that Lexmas. Smallville episode is a lot like It's a Wonderful Life. Is it really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe I will it's, watch it's, that. Uh, that. What season is that? Like the sixth season. It's an amazing no. episode. Yeah. Watch it right now. I watch there's, it. The there's, a, there's so many great knockoffs of It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, every show on television, especially in the 80s and 90s, did a version of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the two best ones I've ever seen were, um, and they're kind of both similar. Uh, it, uh, Married with Children did one where Al Bundy wished he wasn't, he was never born. And it, they show that everyone's life was so much better. I remember that. I remember watching that now. Wow. And, and in, to stick it to his family, he comes back to life just so he can't be happy. Oh, my God. And uh, Black Adder did a Christmas special that was very similar to that, where it sort of turns it on its ear. Um, and Black Adder just came out on DVD. That's like, with really Rowan Atkinson, isn't yeah, it? I yeah. love Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was, uh, I think what it was, or was it a Christmas Carol? No, it may have been a Christmas Carol, where what it was is he was actually a nice guy, and he ended up becoming bad at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sounds like the, the alternate script there for It's a Wonderful Life, because I think they had like three scripts that they picked from. One was like where he has like a bad, where, where instead of what, what would it be like if he wasn't born, it was like what if what if he had made uh, decisions later that were, were wrong and that he turned into like a bad George Bailey. And it just sounded <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like the worst what movie if, of all what time. What if it wasn't one? Your son turned into Hitler. Your brother <laughs> turned into Hitler. You should let him <laughs> There was something I just watched where they said it was very, it's uh, I always said it again. I almost said it again. It's always something I thought it's it was uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And I, uh, I can't remember what it was now. I just watched it. Mm. But I always watch Hudsucker Proxy, and I, I don't, for some reason, that it, it's, it's that Capra-esque type film so, that I. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I can't think of what I can't think of anything else. Who knows? I think of Gremlins because that when he scene, comes in, yeah. she's watching it. Yeah, she's yeah. watching it, <laughs> and she's always crying. And she's crying, right? And she's just like, "It's such a sad movie." She's like, "It's <laughs> a like, sad movie," and I'm like, "Well, this really isn't a sad part. Well, it's don't, a happy part." Don't they watch it in Christmas Vacation too? Do they? Because because I remember the bell when te- teacher says when, and it's just before the grandparents come in. They're watching it. It's possible. I don't remember. No, it's been so long since I've seen that. Yeah, come yeah, on, me too. One of the best. 
Go watch it right now, and then come back to me. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> run out, I'll rent it, I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll mail it to you, I have it. Um, I, read, I, I, re- I write notes during the movies. I'm just going to read some of them right now. Uh, because I don't know if it was just, well, I mean, obviously because of what my screen, but the, at the beginning with the opening credits, the screen was tiny. Did you notice that when you're watching the DVD? Because it's full screen, but then all of a sudden because of the open bars, the top wide bars. screen. Yeah. So it's really tiny in the screen. Mine, mine opened up a little bit. The, the bars were, were smaller, but yeah, I think it, it opened up when the movie started. But yeah. I just thought it was, at first I was like, wow, this is going to be really small. <laughs> I thought that was a really big waste of my TV. <laughs> it's just damn theater. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, why does he need wings to see? Clarence? Yeah. He was like, you don't have your wings. That's why you can't see. Yeah, and he lends them to him. And I was like, I don't understand. Why does he clarity. Need, why does he need it's, wings? It's the hierarchy of angels. Yeah. Don't, don't just question blind. I just did. Which makes me not want to ever go to <laughs> be an angel if I'm going to be blind the entire time. Uh, <laughs> like, poke your eyes out. <laughs> like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Give me eyes. <laughs> nope. Um, uh, it was a great transfer, though, for Blu-ray. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Uh, I love how adult the little kids are acting at the beginning. When they go in and he's at the malt shop, you know, scooping the ice cream. <laughs> They're acting incredibly adult for little kids. The two little girls. That, yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, say brainless. <laughs> My favorite line of the movie. <laughs> I wish I had a million bucks. A <laughs> uh, <Hot> dog. <laughs> I always thought that the little kid who played George was great. Like, I thought he was really good. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen more of him. Yeah. And so they had Jimmy Stewart playing from like age 15 to when he died. <laughs> it's so appropriate. And he looks so young, though. I want to know how they made him look so young. He was yeah. like 40 when he made that movie. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm the wonders of makeup. <laughs> I mean, it's not like CGI. the Brad Pitt. I think it's CGI. You think it's like Brad Pitt and yeah. Benjamin Button? They put his head on someone else's body. <laughs> I can see that. It's the only explanation. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they did. <laughs> that little mask. Um, <laughs> that's did... why it took forever to get to Blu-ray. <laughs> they had to alter it. When I was uh, watching it, all I could think of is I want to walk around Shrewsbury, our town, and everyone knows me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hey, right? Todd. Oh. I love that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I well, maybe... happens to me, but they're like, get out of my lawn, you <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess this, the film was really inspired by uh, the Seneca Falls in New York, which is like what the oh, guest okay. capper really yeah. got inspiration from that. It makes me really want to go there. <laughs> Just that, have that home. Like, makes you wonder, did they, I would imagine they shot that in an actual town. Oh, I think well, I it was know. actually a studio. Yeah, it looked like it? a sound stage. Was it a, was uh, it a no, it was a, it was a, a Kappa's Ranch, wasn't it? He had like a ranch or something. That, um, and I think they just, yeah. Like, was just like a back lot type thing then? So it was, it was outside. Like a whole Kinda, town. Yeah. I mean, like the whole running down, this movie house, that was. Yeah, that's that on his all? ranch, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Town so you could like go there and it's like the ghetto. That'd be awesome. The last of the moon scene, obviously, is classic. It's amazing. I love that part. Uh, it makes me think of Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Nice <laughs> right before it gets laid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jimmy Stewart has got to be the most likable actor of all time. <laughs> it's so angry so fast. I love making that man angry. <laughs> he's out there. You know he's out there right now. He's just waiting for this. He's just counting uh, down the minutes for this podcast to come out. Where did that crowd come from when he was talking to Viola, whatever her name is? Violet? Yeah. Asking her what she wants to do and stuff. And all of a sudden he turns around and there's like a bunch of people standing around laughing at him. Why are they all standing there watching him? Oh, being, when, when, to go out for this when girl? he's like, t- he's, he's saying to Violet, like, let's go out barefoot and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and then, go up to the mountain and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, they stuck up on him. Everyone just starts laughing <laughs> at him. They stuck on him like the T Rex in Jurassic Park 3. They just stuck <laughs> up. 
No, that wasn't the T-Rex. That was the, the one up T-Rex. You can only see movement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> uh, I love that she says making violent love to her. Yeah. Like twice. Didn't she say violent like... love? I don't, I don't know if making violent love was the same in 1946 as it is today. <laughs> it wasn't a brutal raping? No, I don't know. Consider, yeah, original. I want you to rape me, George. <laughs> violent, violent <laughs> raping, George. <laughs> All right, now I want you to put on the mask. And <laughs> it, 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 choke me. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it because he said, she said it to her mother. She's like, yeah. he's making violent love to me down yeah. here. I'm like, what? Yeah. And considering like that code was in effect, right? So they couldn't say words like jerk and yeah. <laughs> slang. Dang. <laughs> so, um, oh, what's with the skull and heroin kit on Potter's desk? <laughs> Did you notice that? There was like a little skull and next to it would look like a spoon with a He's the <laughs> devil. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of heroin in that desk. And wait, where, and what's he was this? Uh, and he was a store? Barrymore. What do you think? That was that was true. I thought he was a Barrymore. <laughs> was... He was seed, part of the occult. The seed that when he's offering candy. Bailey the job. Yeah. Uh, if you look on his desk, there's a little skull, and next to it, it looks like a heroin kit because there's a spoon <laughs> attached to a candle, and it looks like that's where you hook up the heroin just before you inject it. Is that like what in they the... did with Peter Bailey? Uh, that's what they did. That's what they did with him. <laughs> they made him it's a Barrymore. <laughs> Um, why is it that a little over an hour the movie just starts cruising? Do you notice that? Like, it's going fairly slowly up until uh, Harry goes to the war, and then it goes through like four years. Well, yeah, because yeah, they have, well, they're not going to show you the, the, the footage of him at, in the war. Which I'd watch it. Oh, yeah. where they where they do where they zip through the war. This I think that's because if you watch war, war movies in general, war movies don't do well right after or during a war. That's People true, don't, yeah. which is why you know now you have you have all the Iraq war movies out now. Nobody goes and sees them because they're like, I got it on the news. I don't need to go see it in the theater. Yeah. And even Vietnam movies, it wasn't until the eighties that those were big and 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 war movies were sort of like the rah rah war movies, but this wasn't a war movie, so it would have been weird to suddenly yeah to just all of a sudden turn into a war movie for a while. I heard an interview yeah. with Frank Capra where he was kind of like, I, 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 that's all that was going on was just war movies, and he was like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I, I didn't want anything that really brought attention to the war. I really wanted to stay far away from that because it was just too depressing. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, just skipping right through it. Um, there's a lot of weird jump cuts in this movie. I don't know. I, I saw it all the time. And I and then part of me was like, was this was this like burn negatives that maybe just like got messed up during like putting it on DVD yeah. or something like that? I don't but know. I don't but know. it happened a lot though. Yeah, like there was no, a lot. Of things. That that's that's how the editing was back then. They had weird stuff like that. Like Marx Brothers, we were watching the Marx. Oh yeah, Brothers. it happened a lot in those. Oh movies. my goodness! But because uh, like even the part at the bank, it seemed like there were like seven jump cuts before yeah. Billy even gives them the money. <laughs> Um, it was like a remix. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it was just so powerful. That scene to me it was one of the most powerful scenes of the movie when George Bailey is just screaming at Uncle Billy. Oh, and it doesn't yeah. show George's face, it just shows Billy's reaction. Yeah. And he looks so terrified, then he starts crying. Yeah. It's like the most powerful scene in the movie to me. I, I don't know why, but it really gets to me. Do you feel, I, do you I feel, feel for Uncle Billy? I feel for Uncle Billy. There's some people that were like, you Uncle Billy. For, you're like, entr- you entrust how much money to a guy who puts strings on it's his only fingers? $8,000. Yeah. It's his own fault. <laughs> What the hell is he thinking? <laughs> sort of like it was like Psycho. If you've ever seen Psycho, they're like, let's just give the money to the secretary. She'll take it. Yeah, yeah I was always wondering that. I'm like, why would you give that to her? I think that she's film not going to run off. Yeah, that- it's, it's not. It's not um, anything that she says. She has a headache. She's going to go home right after. Come on. Can you imagine if we really did that weird. nowadays? Like, like instead of bring security, we just 
just, just, just give it to the woman making eight fifty an hour. Here's three million dollars. And you go take it to the bank. It's not going to be till Monday. Just take it. Just give it to the receptionist. No she can handle it. No, one, no one's going to take that into consideration. Um, my next note was such a power, powerhouse performance. I can only assume I'm talking about Billy. Uh, now I'm talking about George. Obviously, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's amazing in it. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, why is George George the only one who seems to age? Why is George? Oh, because it's throughout the years, everyone like be like or everyone looks like that the, the, like, like that guy. Um, like once you get to the uh, when they're not in their ch- child mm-hmm. age level, it's, it's, everyone kind of stays the same age. Yeah, because like um that old guy who beats him <laughs> about the head and Gal- he, Gal- out the, he looks Gower? exactly the same. Gower, yeah, Gower. yeah, like twenty years later, he looks exactly the same. I'm like, I think that man would be dead by now. Let's get real here. <laughs> well, he wasn't like a, a, a rage. <laughs> That would say raging alcoholic. Wasn't he an alcoholic? <laughs> he was. He should have been dead. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, well, no, no, no. He, he was a he was a bum in yeah. the alternate. Yeah, in the alternate in one, the alternate he was a bum because he killed that kid because <laughs> George wasn't around. Yeah, Maybe Potter's the devil, obviously. Potter. Uh, I want to know what the hell did he give him? He's like, no, you can't. That's poison. He's like, I should. I was so upset. Arsenic. <laughs> I don't know. It just said poison. The rat it's just poison. Right yeah. Yeah. Rat poison. poison. <laughs> yeah. Why does he have a bottle of poison just in there? <laughs> Like, I looked at her as poison. I'm like, oh, oops. Uh, Pottersville loves bars. <laughs> I thought that was Pottersville awesome. And Everything was, clubs, yeah, yeah, bars and strip clubs. <laughs> you know what? It would be, you know, I, I have to do, I will say this, and this is totally a typical Kevin thing to say, um, and it is not intellectual at all, so sorry, AFI. <laughs> Am I the only one that I was, I really wanted to see Donna Reed naked in the bushes? <laughs> she just kind of steps up like she's like Eve in the garden. She was very attractive in the movie. Yeah, she was she hot. Yeah, yeah she was. She was very Even as a librarian, which like, she's a librarian, oh my God. <laughs> And you're like, don't you remember me? I just remember me. You look pretty high in those glasses. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I which, love the movie so much. Which I'm surprised that he like, she wasn't in uh, earlier Capra films. Like, she, this this is the first movie. Yeah, because I thought they were gonna get um, uh, what's her name from Mr. Smith. Oh, that's gonna bug me. Stanwick. Yeah, not Bob no. Stanwyck. No, no, no. June. Oh. Bob. Gene Arthur. Gene Arthur. Um, Dabby Sabidi. Precious. She's back. She's gonna be in everything. <laughs> they're just gonna they're digitally yeah. put her in. <laughs> I'll ask for the mode for you. That's me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh I just made a fat joke at her expense. I'm right. so going to hell. You have a website called Fat Guys at the Movies. I think it's allowed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that's that's allowed. Pro- to very apropos. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows by now. I think she's aware she's a little overweight. A little overweight. <laughs> Uh, where where can she go from here? I know this is off topic, but where where can she, she go? go down? I mean, like, what can she do after Precious? I mean, die. how many different characters can she play? Diet and exercise. That's what she can do. I don't know. <laughs> president. She can Classic. run for the, run for president. All right. Uh, Hector, you have we'll never thoughts? have a black president. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Final thoughts. Yeah. Top twenty. I. I this is. It's going to be hard to to really go from the next film to the next film. I mean, this is this is, for me. This is a really the big part of doing this list. I mean, you you were talking on the last episode about how we were um, that this was. Uh, I forget which film um, that you said it was going to be your like one of your one top of my favorites. I think it was something like it hot. Something like it hot. Yeah, it was one that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. We reviewed that last week. I mm. loved it. But so yeah, see, it's, it's a wonderful life has always been. I've always listed it as one of my favorite movies. 
of, of all time. Can you watch it any time during the year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I mean, yeah. it's I, it was funny as I really don't I don't watch it all that much because you, you you see it in so many incarnations. And but every now and then I watch it. And, I, and the other thing is one of those. If you start watching it, I can't stop. Oh, know? it's true. Yeah. You have to watch it all the way through. Um, but it was always for the longest time. My three favorite films ranked right up there. They're basically the same movie. Um, is it's a wonderful life, Heather's and a Clockwork Orange? They're basically they're all like remakes of each other. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Stanley Kubrick's. <laughs> which which no, one? True. Those are my three favorite movies. <laughs> all remakes of each other. <laughs> I think that's a very eclectic uh, top three. I think we should yeah. uh, uh, find some way to uh, edit all those movies together. So that <laughs> a mashup. Mash yeah, a mashup. Clearly, you haven't seen the film Bronson, then, because that would be in your top three. If you've seen it, right? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. Watch that as soon as you possibly can. You've been a big Bronson advocate. I have been. I'm trying to preach it to the to the to the masses. Yep. I scanned it in at work today. I, was, I brought it over to my friend. I was like, "You have to watch this as soon as possible. <laughs> Must watch this. It's so good. Or it's on I Netflix. W- watch instantly. <laughs> Bronson. Tom Hardy. Make it happen. Should that be on the AFI? It should be. Uh, it should be number one. I love that movie so much. <laughs> so brutal. Um. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's number 20. It's a Wonderful Life. What's next week? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's on the waterfront. On the waterfront? Yeah. Great. More Marlon Brando. More Marlon Brando. That I can't wait to be happy about. Anyways, it's not Jimmy I love that guy getting so angry every time. I hope there's a man who does that. I know. <laughs> and I hope that he comes to us and finds us. He seeks get, us get out. Get a bring him on the show. Yeah. Uh, we were at the South Coast. Toy and Comic Show this past week. I just wanted to talk about that for a second because it was awesome. It was a really fun time. It was a fun little show. Uh, and we'll be there again in March, March 27th. Right. So everyone should come see us. And we, we just record live over there and talk to the celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah. Now, it the south coast of what? Is it? It's just Massachusetts. It's in Fairhaven. It's oh, okay. like right Cape Area, right? Ocean. Yeah, Cape yeah. Area. Uh, I don't know. It was just it was really fun. It was like a little one that our, like my friend started to run that has actually grown a lot over the past three years. But uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. They yeah, had the star of Saw 3D. One of the stars, yeah. One of the stars. Gabby West. Yeah. She was on. Kevin, have you watched that show, The uh, like I Want to Be a Screen Queen? vh one. No, I haven't. Oh, uh, I guess she won the second season. She was really nice. Seems she oh, awesome. And then, I support Screen Creams. The Screen Creams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm saying at this point. Do you, do you uh, support the picture on the back of Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis hanging out at the back room and her taters are hanging out everywhere? <laughs> did you call them her taters? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you're not from Massachusetts. You're from like Alabama. <laughs> and then right next to that picture is a picture of Leslie Nielsen. I like their mashed potato. <laughs> I love mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, Kevin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, no, my pleasure. It was fun. Because uh, you're my gift. <laughs> oh, gift to humanity. Gift to humanity. You're a dad in a wad of hair soaked in vinegar. <laughs> You're an amazing human being. There um, will be a package coming for you within the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and I love chatting with you on Twitter every day. Well, thank you. And if it it's not chatting, it's at least saying something and getting ignored. But it's just just to know that you read it. I don't ignore you every once in a while. I, sometimes I don't always respond. <laughs> I mean, what do I? What do I, I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's what I want. You're so confrontational. Tom. I just want. I want. I want uh, affirmation. <laughs> What was it the other day you were mad at love. me because I, I didn't like something? Terriers. You were like, I, st- I still think you're okay, but you didn't like this. Terriers. I don't even remember what it was. It was Terriers. It was Terriers. That's right. Yeah. It got canceled, man. I know. I knew it would, even though it's one of the best shows on television. I think everybody knew it would. Yeah, that's true. Uh, where, can we, where can the world find you? The world can find me at fatguysatthemovies.com, and that'll branch out to everywhere that I exist. 
Or check your local listings. <laughs> <laughs> you should get uh, Kevin is a gift from God.com. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm going to buy that, that domain. Buy that domain like, right now. I'm going to buy that domain tonight. It's just going to be a picture of you smiling. <laughs> so my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it's going to be. Uh, anyway, I hope you come on the show again soon because we loved having you. Sure, sure. <laughs> you don't sound excited at all. Sure. Yeah, yeah I feel bad. <laughs> I'll join, I'll join no, you I'd next year. It was always, it's always it's fun. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I loved hearing you on the Golden Briefcase. That's why I wanted you on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, the song that we're going to end with this week is a Family Force 5 song. It's a Christmas song. You know, we do what we got to do. Okay, it's uh, Do You Hear What I Hear from the Family Force 5 Xmas Christmas pageant. It's a great album. We always end with the song and... I don't think anyone listens, but I, I do it for my own edification. And I love listening to it. I listen. <laughs> uh, so family force That's what podcasting's all about. Man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just do it for me. Yeah. Um, do you hear what I hear? It's a great song. Kevin, <laughs> thank you again for being on. You're the best. Yeah, thanks thank a you. lot. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. I am Todd. I am Hector. Goodbye. Do you hear what I hear? 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 Do you hear what I hear?